following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is a Tuesday at high noon inside the SWBC podcast studio here at the beautiful Star in Frisco. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, and we have upgraded the Everson Walls position. Oh, no. As Jess <laughs> Navarez is here for today and tomorrow That's for nice. special editions of Mix Shots. Welcome, Jess. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. It's so exciting to be able to join this the show and and uh, hopefully bring a little bit different perspective. I wouldn't say I'm the upgrade to Everson, but uh, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm definitely different. I, at least you're here. <laughs> yes. And in fact, that's where I was going first uh, because I asked just when she, uh, when I got here five minutes ago, uh, I asked her uh, how long she's been here and she had gotten here early. And, and I was thinking, what a sharp contrast to our. <laughs> Pro Bowl quarterback. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look, By the way, get, yesterday. That's getting messy. That's okay, getting messy. No, no. Yesterday. It's it's all in fun. Yeah. Yesterday. Yep. You know, we had the regular crew in here and on all the shows on Monday. We got the email last week. And for some reason, our interception king didn't wasn't here yesterday. Mickey, Mickey, what's wrong with your headset? Same thing. They were turned on. Oh, geez. <laughs> Do you help? Whoever did the show before us messed him up. Uh-oh. Always the guy before. Well, it is, because all I did was put him on. Are you ready to start mix shots with a mix shot, Mickey? Uh, what do you mean? Well, sounds like you're ready to fire off at somebody about your headset. Oh, that maybe that, we need a mix shot right off good, the top. That was a oh, good man. hour ago when I was driving here, and it was a little bit late, and everybody was going 20 miles an hour. Oh, Everyone really? was driving slow over here. I did feel that. That's like uh, on hold, hold on, Mick. Hold on, Mick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Mick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Mick. Hold like on. there's three lanes. That Mick, hold Mick, on. Mick can't hear you because there's something wrong with his headset. On, he doesn't have his headset on. Producer it's the same thing that happened. Ah. Need to. Now go, Mick. <laughs> Say it again. They put on the Bluetooth. Who did? Whoever was before us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to hear about the traffic problems no, you had I, today. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. solved it. I just cut people off. Oh, okay. Oh, man. All right. All right. Producer Supreme has now entered the <laughs> studio to fix Mickey's Bluetooth oh, headset problem. There we go. Change headset. Changed headset. Oh, now, look at that. Now we oh, ready for the show, Mickey? <laughs> welcome, Mickey. Welcome. We uh-huh. missed you. No, good, welcome, good Jess. This you, is what Jess. we put up yes. with every day. It's all right. No, it's uh-huh. all good. I've, I've grown up watching y'all, and, and my dad's a big... I was telling Mickey before you, when you were stepping out, uh, that my dad is fangirling over the fact that I'm on this show. Oh, really? It, fangirling. Completely. So, uh, now, where, you where are you from originally? Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Las Cruces. I moved okay. here about is a year ago. Is that where Dad is? That's where Dad is. Okay. Dad's hanging out right now and uh, probably watching. So, right. hello, Dad. Well, hello, Dad. <laughs> yeah. So, when we open the phone lines tomorrow, 
he's got a caller. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. All right. Idea. See? And he was. I love it. At least we'll have one caller. Uh huh. Yeah, that's there right. You go. That's like, uh, <laughs> that's like uh, when we first started working together, Mickey and me, which was, I mean, they started up, the, the Cowboys started up the Cowboys Channel, which was just on Comcast cable uh, at the time. It was prior to the NFL network, 2003 or 2004? Four. 2004, okay. And we had programming all day long. And I'm pretty sure we only had two viewers, and that would be my mom and dad and oh. Irving. <laughs> but you know what? You have but to love great those practice. loyal viewers. That's They're right. Very loyal. So I know exactly what you're talking about. It was my mom and dad were the only ones watching us. Well, and- let me tell you, you better not make any mistakes, because uh, <laughs> last Saturday at the Star Sports Tour reception, I had a lot of people talking about they don't miss this podcast. Oh, man. Oh, really? So you better be straight and narrow okay. with these folks, because they're right. listening. Okay, very good. <laughs> okay, we've had some breaking news here within the last half hour in the National Football League as a trade was made, a tight end, and then, and Mickey's looking quizzically because no, you've been talking to assistant is. coaches I know, here. The, I know you've who been very is. busy. TJ Hawkinson so the goes from the Lions to the Vikings. They have a second chance to prove they can cover them. That's, that's mm-hmm. right. Because they didn't cover them the first time. There's four catches. I love the optimism there, yeah. Mickey. <laughs> couple of weeks away, three weeks away, yeah. a little less than three. The yeah. Cowboys will travel to Minnesota, got Green Bay first after this bye week. Uh, Lions got in return a second and a third round draft pick, uh, 2023 second, 2024 third. Lions also sending the Vikings a fourth-round pick and a conditional fourth. Uh, So some moving and shaking is going on. Jerry Jones was on the fan this morning. And uh, how would you term uh, his... Um, attitude towards the deadline at three o'clock this afternoon. Sitting heavily on the fence, mm. or on the or on the railroad track. Yes, the railroad track. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which was the uh, quote towards the end of it. Uh, and by the way, on the Hawkinson trade, as producer Supreme uh, just uh, texted me, uh, Herb Smith, the Vikings tight end, expected to be sidelined eight to ten weeks with a high ankle oh, sprain. Wow. So there was the need for the what six and one Vikings to. Um, pick up Hawkinson. Um, he uh, Jerry talked about uh, being on the side of the railroad track, and as the train goes by, leading to three o'clock this afternoon, he'll be in position to grab the caboose. Right. <laughs> did you needed. understand the analogy? I, I kind of did. Yeah. Did you? I believe so. Meaning, <laughs> basically, he doesn't want to be the one chasing somebody. Right. Mm. He wants someone to come to him and say. Would you like this guy? Hmm. Because it, it goes back to uh, what Bob Ackles taught me long time ago about signing guys that are holding out for contracts. And I said, well, when's the last time you talked to so-and-so? He goes, well, it's been a month. I go, well, why don't you call him? He goes, because every time I pick up the phone, I'm spending money. Mm-hmm. They got to call me. And so that's the same thing with these trades. You want them to come to you so you're not elevating like, oh, I'm desperate. i got to have mm-hmm. this. And then they hold you hostage. And that's what the Lions did with the Vikings like, right yeah. there. And the Vikings, they had a need, and so they came calling. That I assume that's the way, it, especially within the division. Yeah. And so yep. it'll, it'll be interesting uh, to see uh, if anything happens before 3 o'clock this afternoon. We're well, all anxiously waiting. Yes, we are. <laughs> I mean, 
Hey, I pull back the curtain a little bit more. I was scheduled to to uh, to tape the coaches' show at 11 a.m. this morning, and, it got and post- we got we delayed. Postponed I should say, yes. yes, and I'm not saying that anything is happening. Uh, I think that, but just in case, just in case, they wanted to make sure they didn't have to come yeah. into the studio. Uh, Bill, right. we have to interrupt. <laughs> we need the head coach. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Uh, all right, so if. We'll just pose this off. Well, unless you've got some other news you want to go to first, not, either Mickey or Jess, with anything that you not right now. That was uh, that was really the okay. Most that's top of thing. mind for everybody right now. Yeah. Okay, as we are now less than three hours away. So, if you were going to upgrade at a position, what position is an upgradable position? Well, I would say, uh, in lieu of basically losing. Jordan Lewis for the, mm. the remainder of the season with the Liz Frank uh, fracture. Uh, that cornerback would be something that I'd be interested in looking at. Seeing that the defense has played so well uh, this year, uh, and and this is nothing against Deron Bland, but one injury away. Think and, about it. Yeah. I mean, even 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 as it stands right now. You're playing a rookie fifth-round draft pick at what is essentially a starting cornerback and position. And the hardest sure. one to play, maybe. And sure. and your other option is a – I mean, if you look at the pecking order here, second-year, second-round draft pick last year, or a third-round uh, second-year player from last year, Kelvin Joseph or Nashawn Wright. Mm-hmm. So you're, to your point, it, you lose another cornerback – and now you're playing one of those guys yeah. right. at an outside corner. And I'm not sure Calvin Joseph is ready. Uh, and, you know, Nashawn Wright has been inactive until this past game. Right. right. That yes. was his first one this year. So, uh, yeah, if you find a somewhat veteran guy with some experience to bring in, and I don't know if he would beat out Deron Bland because I think Bland has played well. He's uh, anything but bland. That's what mm-hmm. I like. Very say. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I can see and, and and you know not giving up an arm and a leg either. By the way, or a foot. Not a foot. Definitely not a foot. <laughs> a less frack foot, right? Um, I mean, you can make the case. And in fact, we posed this question last week, Jess, mm-hmm. and this shows how smart we were. <laughs> um, we uh, all talked about the wide receiver position. Yeah. And Mickey just talked about it because Everson and I prompted him on it. It wasn't like Mickey's idea that they needed a great <laughs> wide receiver. It was ours. We and so, but we didn't discuss defensive tackle. Yeah. And then they turn around a couple of days later, and they the trade they make was for Jonathan Hankins, right. and then we're like. Oh, yeah, that that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that? No, I'm glad you brought up the wide receiver core because that's another conversation that has been happening a lot is to strengthen the wide receiver core with the amount of young players that are in it right now. And you've seen, I mean, the best analogy is you have Jason Peters, who's really mentored Tyler Smith into becoming somebody who you really don't talk about a lot, which is a good thing, right? Especially with how the... Uh, the odds were looking for him early on post Tyron Smith injury. So with that analogy, anytime you can get a veteran player in there, 
I, I think it's important. I think, um, you know, James Washington, obviously, we don't know the time span of his return yet. It's it's still a little cloudy, a little foggy, hopefully soon, but you don't know how quickly that can come. So if you can get a bit of an instant relief with the veteran player at the wide receiver core, especially after the game Dak had on Sunday against the Bears and how heavily he's starting to re- rely on the pass game. I don't think it hurts at all. If you can get somebody for a cheap price, you can get somebody, you know, not an arm, a leg, or a foot, and you can get someone that can make an immediate impact. I mean, look what Amari Cooper did for this offense when that happened. So Look at what he did for the offense last night. I know. Uh-huh. I know. Mm-hmm. What did he end up with? Matting salt to the wound by bringing some... him up, am I not? I didn't see his numbers. Four or I, five I, catches. It was 100. He did throw something. an interception, too, though. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, that's why you don't trust wide receivers to throw the ball, because nobody was open, right? There you and go. And forced it. Did you, see, did you see the Manning cast on the interception? I didn't, I did, I didn't see it live. Time. I saw it tweeted out. <laughs> and they had Boomer Esiason on, and it, so it was three quarterbacks. And so Boomer was talking, talking about Marvin Harrison or somebody, um, when um, as the play was unfolding, and you see Peyton, there are triple boxes right, on the I left saw, side. Saw, and so yeah. you see, as the play's unfolding, you see Peyton at the top of the screen going, oh, oh my God, like that. <laughs> and then Boomer kept talking, and then Eli had his. You know, look that he always has when he threw it, when he threw an interception, especially. Definitely, <laughs> but but, but, uh, but I mean, Peyton was at... funny. Peyton was funny because he said uh, he said that's why you don't have wide receivers throw passes. He <laughs> he didn't read go through his uh, he didn't read the coverage and he threw uh, its first option wasn't there. But he made up right for it yeah. with that catch. That's right. Oh yeah, I'm looking at his game. stats right now: 131 yards, five touches on the ball, one touchdown, and he had an average of 26.2 yards with his receiving i mean well that's the thing that great. that is the thing i think that this offense is lacking the guy like amari coop we saw with amari here yeah you can go 75 yards in one play on a pass play mm-hmm. and they james washington james washington might be that guy but we don't know but you're to your to point win. though there, I think that there is a greater need at cornerback than wide receiver because of the Jordan Lewis injury. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think when you look at the depth. So, okay, let's, Washington's, get, let's get both. Washington's, there you go. Come, there you go. <laughs> Washington's coming back, right? And probably they'll start his practice uh, when they get back. So he's probably not ready for the Green Bay game, but mm-hmm. maybe uh, for Minnesota. What do we know about this Noah Brown injury? Uh, foot, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, is, is this something that can linger? And that's the other thing which well, can, you, can convince me that, okay, well, maybe there is more of a need of a wide well, receiver if, if Noah Brown's going to have an issue. If you look back, he was also dealing with another injury, and I, I want to say it was foot. Don't quote me on that. I want to say it was foot previously in the season as well. So I don't know. And, and I think Noah Brown is somebody who – Again, stopped the conversation for needing a wide receiver. But with this injury, if it's something that's going to linger, that's that's worrisome. You can anticipate injuries are going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so you try to cover yourself as much as you can at um, each position. You know, we were just getting a chance to talk to the offensive assistants first. Uh, we were talking to Robert Prince, the Cowboys wide receiver coach, and he was he was somewhat complimentary of uh, Jalen Tolbert, saying mm-hmm. that uh, 
you know, he did what he was supposed to do. Uh, he he ran the routes, and, and and this was his way of saying it. He goes, you know, when you're in meetings, you're you're running lines, like you're running how the route's supposed to be run. And he said he did a good job of getting off the lines and running the routes. And he said there was several times he was open, but as Dak was going through his reads, he didn't get to him to that point uh, where he threw the ball elsewhere. But he said had they thrown him the ball uh, or give him a target, that he, he would have been open. And they were pretty happy with what he did. McCarthy talked a lot about his need to improve blocking uh, mm. as a, you know, when they do kind of those bunch uh, formations and somebody's got to do the blocking and then, you know he said but again I'm get I guarantee you they didn't ask him to block at South Alabama right uh, you know he, he's their lead receiver so that was kind of new plus the fact trying to uh, integrate him into special teams too and I also wish we would have seen more of Jalen Tolber up to this point because something that I noticed in the locker room is James Washington is the guy that's mentoring him right now so I think if you saw a little bit more of Jalen Tolbert you would get a little bit more of a scope to what James Washington is planning to do upon his return I'd be also interested to see if the Cowboys are going to do more of a ramp up phase with James Washington like they did with Jason Peters, or if they're just kind of going to throw him in like they did Michael Gallup, per se. But um, it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks post-bye week. There will be a ramp-up phase, yeah, yeah, for sure. He has to practice two weeks mm-hmm. before he uh, they'll send him out there. So, uh, But, again, we're talking a guy that has speed. Yep. Um, and Robert Prince reminded us that he was a Blitnikoff winner out of Oklahoma State, I mm. believe. Uh, and so he he said he's got deep speed. It doesn't look like it. That's, and that's how he's built, right? No, but it, that was uh, Mason Rudolph. He threw deep to him, and James Washington would be behind the secondary every single time. Right? It seemed like. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, having said that, he had four years of opportunity. You know, four years with the Steelers and didn't do a whole lot there. And he was available for basically a veteran minimum salary in free agency this offseason, Came home to Texas and. Uh, and so hopefully uh, he'll get this opportunity here in the next month or so and um, and make the most of it. And so, I guarantee yeah. you, and I know we got to take a break here, that what they did in the running game this past game is going to open up some deep passes for oh, these yeah. receivers. Yep. Because they're going to say, you know what, if we don't stop Tony Pollard at the line of scrimmage, we're in trouble. Uh, so, you know, playing that cozy, too deep coverage zone, uh, you may get more single coverage uh, on the corner and maybe one uh, single safety high coverage, knowing that we better not let them run for 200, 200 yards like the Cowboys did against the Bears. And on uh, Noah Brown, it is a foot right now. It was a neck injury uh, back a month or so ago. All right, we continue with more mixed shots in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. 
Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> Great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back, back, to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, and that's kpostcompany.com. All right, we continue on a trade deadline Tuesday here on Mix Shots here at the Star inside the SWBC podcast studio. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Jess Navarez. Jess, fill in for our viewers and listeners who uh, they just love Mickey so much they can only they only get to they, they only want to they think that they only want to hear what Mickey has to say. Tell us. Uh, about your podcast that you're on here. Yeah, so I am one of the co-hosts of the Girls Talk Boys Talk podcast. That's at 4 o'clock every day. It's an all-girls podcast. We have a very good array of women that come in, very knowledgeable, very smart. Uh, Jane Slater started it, and then it's uh, on Mondays. Christy Scales joins us, Aisha Morrison. Of course, Haley Sutton's on there. So we have a very good cycle of women that come in. Uh, On Tuesdays, we also talk to different women from around the building to tell us what they do and so it's very empowering, but also very football savvy and very football smart. So very proud to be part of that and uh, see the success that it's had so far. I love it. Love it. Love it. You keeping an eye on NFL Network in case uh, there's and any Twitter. bulletins. Yep. Because I, yep. I know Jess is too. I have yep. to turn, I have to turn <laughs> my head to see it. That's right. You don't have your Twitter up. Well, I could do that. that yeah, that, that would probably Are you on Twitter much? Easier. Uh, I, do you where I, do you get your news? I have it. I have. Where it. do you get your news? Um, it kind of depends. I have the push notifications on my phone, but Twitter is, I think, just the easiest way to to see everything. Mm-hmm. So 
I get my push notifications on from Twitter and all the sources around the league. So yeah. that's basically where I get my I news. I check it every once in a while. Remember the old days, Mickey, when you had to go check the wire machine? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hey, I Mick, can't relate Mick, to that. Hey, Mick, what? Twitter is the new wire. That's what we used to have to okay. do. Sorry, guys. All right. Seriously, Twitter Jeff. is the new wire, so Very check exactly. my and time. It, and it's not really the new wire, Mickey. It's about 2010. About 12 years ago, it became the new. I'm just no, I'm, I know what you mean, Beam. we gotta, got we got to put it in Mickey's terms. Oh, i got here. a lot bad. of people on there helping me out, okay? <laughs> but... For, uh, for those of us who have worked in TV newsrooms and, you know, back in the day, prior to Twitter, we act, I mean, we literally, it, 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 there was a machine <laughs> that had the Associated Press uh, wire stories with paper and everything that we had to go check for stories and stuff. And then it became a computer thing, okay? And, and when even when I started at CBS 11, 2006, 2007, I mean... I would get notifications basically on my computer that way. It's oh, crazy yeah. because I'm and and I was one of the first ones to get on Twitter. I loved it, Ooh. and from a news standpoint, yeah. as much as anything, because I talk to people who aren't in the who aren't journalists, whatever, yeah. like daughters, son-in-laws, and stuff. And they're on occasionally, whatever. My daughter is big in social media, yeah. but she'll get it from Instagram and whatever, you yeah. know, and you know, whatever she's interested in. It makes but, sense that Mickey doesn't really check Twitter. Because because I was telling him this story yesterday that not this year, but last year, went to training camp, bumped into him, and I was fangirling a little bit, telling Mickey, oh, it's so nice to meet you, you know, and took a picture with him, tweeted it, and then I didn't hear anything, Mickey. <laughs> you left me on red. But but then we were talking about it yesterday. It probably got pushed down, moment. and I didn't scroll down all far All enough. of the positive notifications that, uh, that you because missed. Because with but. all my followers... You You do have a great following, Mickey. I do. You do. Very loyal. But but Uh they are. Let me tell you a story about that. Both of them are very loyal. uh, (laughs) Hey, it's probably over 70,000 by now. Oh, wow. Let's see. Let's go check. Let's go see your That's right. We can check you on that, Mickey. Yeah. Let's fact Uh, check you. um, So, go ahead. Back in the day, the AP wire machine basically saved my college education. With the breaking story at about ten o'clock at night, and if you remember, the machine would ding when a story uh, yeah, when came there out. was a bulletin, and then when it was a bigger one, it had double ding, ding, ding. and then when the thing just kept dinging, it was really important. Uh, yeah, and we went running over to the machine, <laughs> and me and this guy were both in the same boat uh, with the selective service draft, oh, and wow. we had a. Dateline, Washington, D.C., President Richard Nixon has ended the selective service draft. Otherwise, guess who was going to Vietnam? Oh, wow. wow. And you should have seen the celebration in that newsroom that was dead empty besides me taking basketball scores and this other guy uh, watching the police and fire uh, scroll. Uh, and we you celebrated. Think the, you think the Cowboys were happy in their draft room when they drafted Micah Parsons? It was nothing compared to <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that draft news. Yeah, <laughs> I was my my lottery number was fifty two. Wow. Wow. wow! wow! The only lottery you kind of won, right? Because you had a high number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or low, whatever you want to call it. But wow! My two years were up. 
So anyway, we are monitoring. If anything happens, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get it to you here uh, first. Nothing so far as we are now approaching two and a half hours away from uh, the trade deadline. Let's do this before we uh, hit the break. Um, and Lunda Wells was really good about bringing it up. But uh, Mike Zimmer's son, Adam mm. uh, Zimmer, passed away uh, yesterday. Um, and it's just heart-wrenching. Mm. Um, I knew Adam since he was 10 years old when Zim came here in 94 uh, to be the Cowboys' uh, defensive assistant on his way to being the cornerback or the defensive back coach to the defensive coordinator uh, and uh, 38 years old. And it's just he was a um, analytic assistant uh, at Cincinnati, I believe that most was recently, position, most recently, uh, and he had been with Mike uh, in Minnesota as, as a defensive, defensive coordinator. coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. In in title, you know, you know, Zim was running that defense, uh, but this is the second time that poor family has had to go through that. His mom, Mike's wife, passed away uh, when they had moved to Cincinnati. Uh, unexpectedly, and now this. And it's like, geez, how much more uh, can one family go through? Um, And I knew Zim uh, since 78, 79, when he was the graduate assistant coach at the University of Missouri when I was covering Missouri football. And we first met then and both ended up here. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just and, – and so Lunda Wells said, before I answer any questions, I want to pay homage to the Zim family. I got to know Adam at the East-West Shrine game when he was there coaching, and uh, Adam was coaching. So, uh, And I don't know if George Edwards is talking with the media today, but he would yes. be one guy on the Cowboys staff who is very close with uh, mm-hmm. the Zimmer family, having, uh, been, on the having staff together. been on that staff and probably mentored Adam a lot, sure. you know, being yeah. the defensive coordinator himself there and then alongside Adam uh, and just uh, just heartbreaking uh, news. And his Adam's sister, Corey, who went to high school with my daughter, uh, she posted on Instagram about it this morning. And, and she had worked here briefly in the TV mm-hmm. department, too. Mm-hmm. And ah, it's just awful. And um, so anyway, our thoughts and prayers are with the uh, Zimmer family on this uh, tragic day for them. And we'll continue with more mixed shots here in just a moment. We paid how much for those lessons? She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey. Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. 
fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back to mixed shots. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. And you know what? Join today. All right. We continue with mixed shots, Bill Jones, Jess Navarez, and the star of the show, Mickey Spagnola, who has been speaking with uh, offensive assistant coaches here within the last uh, 45 minutes. And you said Skip Pete uh, had uh, related a little story about yes. Zeke, yep. maybe. And uh, he, he pointed out that Zeke basically came to him on Friday and said, I can go. And they were like, yeah, well, we'll just wait till after the bye. Uh, and then he told the story about Mary and Barber doing the same thing back in the day when Barber was the lead running back and had a toe injury. And, and Barber came to him at the end of the week and said, Coach, look, I can go. And he started you know, getting on his tippy toes and showing his toes were fine. And uh, he got in the game and took two snaps and came to the sideline and said, Coach, I, I can't go. Oh. And he goes, I looked at him and I said, see, you, you lied to me. He goes, I got a guy that could have played and he's over there in his warm-up suit and I can't put him in the game. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so they were going to be very careful with this one. But, um, you know, he, he suffered on that hit to the knee, a hyperextended knee. And, uh, you know, I think they're hopeful uh, that maybe with a brace that he would be uh, ready to go sooner than later. So that's somewhat good news and you know he doesn't have to really you know play in a game or take a hit for two what two weeks now right one two next week and maybe Maybe. be ready for green bay so we'll see i think it was so important too to see the capacity that tony pollard can take on too and and know that maybe a few more touches even if it's five more touches per game how impactful he can be and take that weight off of zeke in the meantime if he's not fully healed you know, Green Bay or whenever he returns. So I think Tony Pollard's performance was outstanding. And I I think the only people that were doubting him were 
the outside noise. I don't think the locker room doubted him for one second for what he was able to do. And so Tony Pollard deserves all the flowers this week. What an incredible mm. game for him. Yep. You know what? I think the outside noise were his biggest fans. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, we don't need Zeke. Just give it to Well, and, and Malik Davis. I mean, yeah. the, the opportunity that he got, and, you know, it's it, numbers-wise, it's not great, whatever, but you can see it. We saw it in the preseason. And, uh, you know, you, as we have discovered, especially with the – 17-game season now, and where this team wants to go at 6-2 and two, with the chances of uh, you know making maybe even a postseason run. I mean, you're going to need all hands on deck as yeah. you go along here. And, and, you know, they've had three running backs on the roster. Dottle got hurt and put on IR. Mm. Uh, but there's room for Davis, you know, and they he did a nice job when they threw him the ball. It looked like he had scored the touchdown, then in replay showed he kind of had his side of his foot on the out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he caught a couple passes, and uh, he's got a little something. You know, they he didn't get drafted, but they had a rotation going at Florida. It was like, and the guy that he was playing with in at Florida is a pretty good running back yes. himself, Damian Pierce, who is mm. right. doing very well with the Texans. And they had like a three-man rotation going. We got a trade. Uh-oh. There is a trade dun, dun, here. Dun, Breaking dun. news here. I'm making sure that it has a blue check mark yeah. by it. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's a reliable source. The Bears are trading for Steelers wide receiver Chase Claypool. Wow. So okay. they just they just traded away um Robert Quinn and Roquan and, and, Smith. And Roquan Smith, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they're they're on? adding a player. So I wonder if they used any of those draft choices that they got mm-hmm. to trade. I haven't Claypool. seen the details yet, but uh, Claypool goes from the Steelers to the Bears. I love draft day. I mean, I love trade day. day. I love draft <laughs> you day. You look like too. a kid in a candy yeah, shop right, right now with uh, your iPad on. That's Twitter. right. I love it. I what love I did it. want to point out too, though, real quick about Malik Davis was the ball security that he had. I think that was so key and so important during this game, especially for a younger guy. That's who, one thing that he could not afford to do. You yeah, don't drop the football. You won't he, get this opportunity. He again. had one job and he stuck to it. So I was really happy to see that. So yeah, flowers to Malik Davis this week as well. Yeah, and you know, and you know, Pollard has shown that you know the the funny thing was is even though he was the starter, he got no more carries than he's ever had in a single game. Mm. Fourteen was his single game high, and he got fourteen carries. Uh, and I I think there's something to not overusing him uh, because then teams get used to the speed. Uh, and I think the 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 change up between he and Zeke is awfully important um, with you're used to Zeke running at one speed and you're used to this guy hitting the hole at another speed and I think it catches defenses by surprise yeah second round draft pick the Bears are giving the Steelers for Chase Claypool oh my. so are you uh, are you happy that <laughs> the Cowboys face the Bears uh Sunday and not this coming Sunday. Not that Chase Claypool is all world, but uh, they didn't have much in the wide receiver room in Chicago. I don't know. They had problems with Mooney. Mooney's a good player, (laughs) you know. But you would have Claypool. They would have Claypool alongside Mooney. 
Mooney, five catches, 70 yards. Mm-hmm. Long of 36. Was the 36 one the one that Diggs got lost on? May have been. I think so. Because he was playing off, and the guy started running in, and Diggs. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he yeah. curled yeah. back yeah. out. It was. was. wide open. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mooney. <laughs> Mickey, you crack me up. <laughs> you don't think. Oh, God. <laughs> No one's trading for Mooney, right? Not that we've seen The Bears seen, needed though. wide receivers. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. right. That and, that, and that's my point. I'd, yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather play the Bears With without the, Chase Claypool. Claypool. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They were rather one-dimensional. Now, they were pretty good at that one dimension. They had over 200 yards rushing. So you, they, they gave up a yeah. second for him? Is that a what you second, said? yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's quite a bit. It is. Definitely is. So well, if you value second round draft picks, we've Pittsburgh. had our full share of second round draft picks who haven't panned out. Well, that's true. <laughs> but Trayvon Diggs was pretty good. He was. Yeah. John Lee was too. Oh, the general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Oh yeah, you big Sean Lee fan. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my. She's speaking my to my heart here. Yeah. I was the president of the Sean Lee fan club. Oh, we there could we ju- go. We could have just kept him healthy. There we go. Yep, I I definitely think Sean Lee is uh, such a staple to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Darren Woodson was pretty was good. I would yeah, another yeah, second round draft so. pick. Yeah. Daryl yep. Johnston. You want me to continue? <laughs> and by the way, Claypool has one year left on his contract. Uh, uh, there we go. That makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, in in terms of you know Sunday's game, you look at even we didn't even talk about the tight end group. If, if you want to talk I about love the tight end about group. an important group within this offense, those young tight ends, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, wow, talk about coming out of the gates to prove a point. And I think Dalton Schultz stepping up this week too was just so key and so valuable. So I'm excited to see. What that tight end group is going to do as the year progresses and as they gel a little bit more with Dak Prescott in the pocket, oh, my goodness, that's, that's scary. That is scary. To be able to have the option for those tight end screens, oof, I'm excited. I like them a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, going back to training camp, Ferguson and Hendershot, and that was a, a position of real concern for the Cowboys uh, in the offseason. From a depth standpoint, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and from a future standpoint, too, yeah. because of uh, Dalton Schultz going into the last year of his contract. And, I mean, we'll see how it plays out now going forward into 2023. But I think they feel a lot better. And, and I just love the makeup of that tight end room, too. Just oh, yeah. um, Frickin' frack. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I think they were dressed as Tweedledee and Tweedledum for Halloween. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, definitely great to see there. I think they're the Cowboys' second drive. You really saw the strength of that tight end core. I think going back to my notes, you had oh, man pass after pass. Let's see, it was you had passes to. Oh, I'm in the wrong game. Um, let's see. Here it is. You had pass to Hendershot, pass to Schultz, pass to Hendershot, pass to Schultz, and then finally Michael Gallup. So you had drive after drive after drive of tight end action, and then, hello, Michael Gallup. Go. Nice to see you again, too. So there you go. I think when you can use your tight ends as wide receivers. All right. I'm just helpful. curious about how, the, uh, how it all came about on the touchdown celebration, uh, just how much <laughs> they uh, – Planned it? How much they choreographed it? They obviously planned it. Yeah, but but, I mean, was this something like after practice where they 
decided, okay, we need something. And they've it was had beautiful. It, they've had it planned for two weeks, apparently, because if you watch Sounds of the Sidelines, yeah. uh-huh. they talked about it last week when Hendershot got his touchdown. They were going to do it, but it was his first one, so it's kind of like, ah, my first one. I would just like to know if they practiced it. I mean, it after after quick, practice, right? I mean, did uh, they decide? Because you have to decide which is the one that's going to get roped. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't really the work. The closest one to the goalpost? Yep. I don't know. It, I think that's a good, That's, that's a when you question. practice in the apartment. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. Or you, Schultz's house because you, it, Schultz is the one that got roped, right? That's right. You yeah. Don't, you don't, so you don't want that, everybody seeing that. Either but that I think or they're really good under pressure, and they just they just threw it out there. But I mean, Schultz is the know. one that has to be the one getting roped. A rookie cannot right. beat. You know, it doesn't work. He's got to do the rope. It ropes. works if the veteran is the one that... Roping the rookie? It would have been better yeah. if he was like one of them got on all fours like you were riding a horse and jumped off and then roped him. There you go. You can give him some ideas. <laughs> okay, now we're getting into it. Nick, <laughs> you can give him some ideas Mickey, in the locker Mickey next needs to be the choreographer of the, the, the official Dallas Cowboys choreographer I'm the rodeo of, cover, uh, coverage guy touchdown <laughs> hey i learned something from walt garrison yeah uh, <laughs> all right mickey what else is on your legal pad there i just was going to say that uh, lunda wells said that they are progressing uh, because of their hard work but they still have a ways to go and somebody said well what do they need to improve on and he said their consistency so uh, and I would imagine some of that has to do with the uh, consistent blocking uh, of that tight end room. If you're going to run two tight ends, uh, those guys have to do a really good job of maintaining their blocks, especially if the ball's bouncing outside. Well, and especially if you have Tony Pollard, who we know is not great with a pass pro, hopefully getting a little bit better. But, yeah, it's definitely important to have the blocking strength with your tight end group. And okay, I asked Mickey what else is on his legal pad just to show the difference here. What else is on your laptop? I have all the post game notes. <laughs> all right. Let's see. I have post game notes. I have girls talk, boys talk notes. And I also have I'm waiting to register for Taylor Swift tickets, all going at once. So, do you have a jest shot you would like to deliver at the end of this Ooh, show? I mean, on, here shot. on Mix Shots, oh, I mean, it can man. be anything a nugget, it can be anything you'd like to throw out there. Something I, I didn't get to throw out today. Yeah. Kudos anything. to Dak Prescott for officially. Shaking the narrative that he's rusty, and we never have to hear that again. So I'm very excited to see Dak Prescott um, back and and building up. I think you were ready to proclaim him fully healthy. Yep, I, I think so. Another, I don't think we have to hear rust and Dak Prescott. Another in the same reason sentence. why we don't pay attention to perceptions, right? There you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, oh, and this one from Robert Prince talking about Cavante uh, Turpin. Oh, I love. Said Kevante we do Turpin. have a package for him as a wide receiver and he felt very confident that if they called his number that he would be there and ready to go so maybe we can look forward to that sounds like a country and western song be ready to go (laughs) you got him in the mood for some country western talking about all the roping and all of that Uh uh-huh bill doesn't know nothing about country western what do you mean You got your. I boot, grew up in Texas. Got your boots on. I, do, I have boots. Yes, okay. I haven't worn them in a long time. Yeah, everyone See should it. wear their boots tomorrow. I think that's a no, great that's idea. All right. No, that's <laughs> Well, you'd you'd be going solo. There we go. Oh, no, Mickey. Mickey, Mickey just hadn't had a pair of boots cool, in his man. life, right? It, not in my life. Yeah. Oh no, Mick, we got to change that. See, I spent four years working in Lubbock. 
So, so you had to wear boots? You got to wear boots when you live in Lubbock. <laughs> Is that a job right. requirement? That's right. There you go. <laughs> got to have Copenhagen in your back pocket, too. Oh, man. <laughs> you have to wear them boots so you can walk right out of Lubbock, right? <laughs> That's right. All right. That does it for a splendid edition of Mixed Shots, thanks to the appearance of Jess Navarez on this show today. And we'll do it again tomorrow. You See want you to, then? Jess? I'm excited. With, My... with phone calls. Yep. With phone calls. Yes, All right. We're going to hear from, from Las Cruces, New Mexico tomorrow. Oh, you're going to hear from Dad Dad Navarez and Mom Navarez calling in. All right. Dad Very good. Okay. There's two. I love it. I love so it. the rest of you, if you want to call in, you better start <laughs> early because you're going to be in line. All right. And we're going to talk about this big trade that the Cowboys are going to make here in a couple of hours. In two hours and 13 minutes. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> Chat at you tomorrow on another edition of Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!